A-B-B-E-L.com. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Okay, ad nauseum, here's what you're going to be hearing as the day goes on. The U.S. coronavirus death toll crosses 100,000 in harrowing milestone. That's the kind of reporting that's going to be taking place. It's going to be trumpeted. You can get ready for it because... Uh, it just occurred last evening when Johns Hopkins tally board showed that 100,047 United States coronavirus deaths have occurred. The United States has seen more coronavirus deaths. It's actually COVID-19, but why should I? Why should I correct Johns Hopkins? <laughs> why? Oh, the, the audacity of me. Coronavirus is the virus. COVID-19 is the disease. You die from COVID-19. You've been infected by the coronavirus. Oh, why, oh, why? Why, oh, why do we know more than Johns Hopkins? Uh, Anyhow, so the big trumpeting is going to be United States has more death. And Orange Man should have done more sooner, even though Pelosi was dancing in the streets of Chinatown. Uh, I, I just, I, I can, I'm telling you, I can hardly take this stuff. China right now is saying that America is the troublemaker of the world. This is where we're at right now. That's Saul Alinsky stuff, too, from the Chicom. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. New York is the hardest hit state, more than 363,000 coronavirus cases. 23,000 deaths, followed by New Jersey, 155,000 cases, and over 11,100 deaths. And what we're going to have to take a good look at is, and I'll tell you, I read read a very encouraging piece, uh, talk about face masks. I meant to tie it in to the last segment. I ran out of time. But it was in Vanity Fair. I'm not a, a, I'm I'm not an, I don't often read anything in Vanity Fair. I'm not a fan. Uh, I don't like the agenda, and I, I don't care for much that's in that magazine. But this was a really good piece, and it was about if 80% of the American people wore face masks, we wouldn't need any of this stuff. Tracing, uh, quarantining, we wouldn't need any of it. They base it off of what they do in Japan. The day before yesterday, 21 people died. They got it right in in Vanity Fair of COVID-19, not of the coronavirus. In the United States, 2,129 people died. Now, I'm also mindful that we're honest with our reporting. China completely dishonest. I, I don't know about Japan, but at the time this article was written, we had about 80,000 overall deaths. So it was a little while ago. Believe it or not, not that long ago, but a little while ago. It was a, maybe about two weeks ago or something like that. Japan, by comparison, has a reported... 577. 
Japan's population, because I wanted to look, you know, when you're comparing these things, you have to scale, you have to look at all of this. We have 328 million people. Japan has about 38% of the population of the United States. But even when you adjust for population, which I did when I looked at the numbers, the Japanese death rate is 2% of America's death rate. So then you have to ask yourself, and I did, self, what did Japan do? Did they quarantine everyone? Did they do what, we be, what we've been told to do for the last nine or ten weeks? No. Japan had no lockdown. They had active subways. Their businesses remained open. Bars, the karaoke's big, the karaoke bars. Their industries were open. They practice social distancing when they can, but they didn't seem to make a big deal out of it. But here's what they did. Everyone, and it's almost like a cultural thing, I guess that's not I guess that's not quite accurate, but it's it's just more accepted. They wear masks. So how about that? That's really the only difference. The the almost the entire population. Now, you know in America you can't get a hundred percent of the people to to do anything. You're just going to have, I mean, for example, and I don't understand it, but the horrible death of the man in Minneapolis, and it's terrible, and we spoke out about it at length yesterday, and I, I think that the officer uh, should be charged from what I've seen and what, what I believe happened, and he will be charged. But why is the reaction to that always looting and setting things on fire? I don't understand what stealing, breaking the windows of stores and stealing from the stores, what that has to do with somebody that you think was murdered, wrongfully killed. But that's the reaction, whether it was Maryland. And, and also, too, they get called protesters. That's the other thing. It's, it's, it's like a playbook. All right, we don't like this. So we're going to loot and we're going to rob and we're going to we're going to burn. Because somehow that all is synonymous with one another. I don't get it. But that's the way that it goes. So keep keep an eye out. You won't have to keep an eye out. It'll it'll be it'll be before your eyes morning, noon and night that we have hit 100,000 because they want to put that on President Trump. President Trump has killed a hundred thousand Americans. This is how sick our times have become. People for years, Harry, when are the real bad guys going to get investigated? I can't take this anymore. They keep going after Trump and anybody in the Trump orbit, and there's nothing there, but they keep investigating and they keep making up stuff and charging people. When are they going to actually do this to the people that have done bad things? Well, you know that... Um, Durham is working, and he better report with enough time to process it all in the minds of the American voters before Election Day. I'll tell you what, if this crap goes on and it's not over by Election Day, you, 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 won't, 
you won't like to see me when I turn green. But here's more good news. Attorney General William Barr has asked U.S. Attorney John Bash to review the unmasking that took place before and after the 2016 election. Finally, and let me tell you something, there are people, can I say this on Family Talk Radio? There are people pooping their pants. Oh, no. Don't say poopy. I'm telling you, if you're Samantha Power and you unmasked hundreds of people, but you're out there in the public saying you didn't unmask anybody, well, now you're going to be under oath. Because our boy Bash, good name, he's going to be putting people under oath. Uh, hi, Samantha. Or would you like me to call you Miss Power? It seems as though you've unmasked 200 and some people. Is that true? What's she going to say under oath? What are they all going to say? Comey, Strzok, Page, McCabe, Rosenstein. What are they all going to say? Clapper, Brennan, Rice. What are they all going to say when the Bash Bro comes and starts posing the questions? John Bash, in case you're interested, is the U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Texas. This was a district that um, Sidney Powell, as a she was a deputy U.S. Attorney for the Western District. When time permits, I haven't had a chance to do it yet. I had 16 minutes with Sidney Powell when we guest hosted the Guy Benson Show all across America for Fox News Radio. That was just fantastic. And I've got it at my fingertips. I just haven't had 16 minutes to play it for you. Uh, we should probably do that. Maybe even this hour, but I think I'd rather take your calls. See the dilemma? Four hours and six minutes. It ain't enough. We'll be back. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. A death in all the protests. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. This was close to the area of protests. John Elder with Minneapolis Police. A man was shot at a pawn shop reportedly by the owner for looting. There are several reports of looting in the middle of the demonstrations in Minneapolis against the death of a black man Monday after an officer was seen on video kneeling on George Floyd's neck. The evidence is there already. They should be arrested. Simple as that. And the Minneapolis mayor agrees with him, also calling for the National Guard to help with the protesters, some of whom were angry at other protesters for being violent. We don't need you tearing up our community, breaking our windows up, and tearing up our streets. A University of Connecticut student turned accused double murderer on the run since Friday has been captured at a truck stop in Maryland. Connecticut State Police detectives utilize social media, technology, and good old-fashioned police work in order to track down this suspect. State Trooper Christine Jeltima, two days after Twitter, put a fact-check link under two of President Trump's tweets. He's taking action. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has this live. 
Dave, the president will sign an executive order today designed to roll back protections that safeguard social media companies from legal action for the content they allow. The president has long argued social media platforms, particularly Twitter, are biased against conservatives. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg told Fox News private companies shouldn't police what goes online. Facebook shouldn't be... Uh, the arbiter of truth of everything that people say online. The Washington Post reports the order will say we cannot allow a limited number of online platforms to handpick the speech Americans have act to, access to and share. Dave? Rachel, the president's happy a bill renewing Pfizer's surveillance has been put on hold in the House. The attorney general has since objected to an amendment added by the Senate. And President Trump urged Republicans to vote no on the amended bill until more is known about how Pfizer was used during the investigation. That's Fox's Jared Halpern, America's listening to Fox News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-858-1199. 800-858-1199. 800-858-1199. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. A bit sticky out there today with moderate to high humidity and high temperatures for South Jersey, reaching for about 74 degrees. Patchy morning fog, then lots of cloud cover, a chance for a shower at some point, and a moderate risk of rip currents along the Jersey Shore. Cloudy tonight with some fog, low of 68, pretty muggy, and tomorrow will be steamy, high of 79, mostly cloudy, with a few thunderstorms too. One more round of rain early Saturday, then flipping to sunshine with falling humidity, still warm Saturday at 80 degrees. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks very much. Uh, it's 66 degrees. It was an hour ago as well. And while morning fog is in the forecast, I didn't see any uh, about four hours ago when, when I was on the road. But it's in the forecast. Then it'll be cloudy starting in the afternoon, high 71. South Southeast winds at 10 to 20 miles an hour. Considerable cloudiness tonight with occasional rain showers that will begin after midnight, uh, which means I'll probably be coming in tomorrow in the rain, which I can't stand. Uh, low 64. Wind south at 10 to 20 miles an hour tonight. Scattered thunderstorms early in the morning, then cloudy, high 76. Winds, again, out of the south at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tommy Hicks is the co-chairman of the Republican National Committee. He's joining us in 40 minutes. 
So we've got a lot to do between now and then. Let's get to it. President Trump is expected to sign an executive order today on social media. This would normally not throw me, but I completely support this. You know I've been saying this for years, and I'll tell you, it's it's one of the sad things that happened with the Internet. It was free, and free speech was not stifled, and they didn't try to rig it. I mean, everything is rigged for Democrats anymore. I, I mean, I can hardly stand it. And anybody out there that doesn't think that social media is rigged, Joe Biden is allowed to say and do anything. President Trump, they're now putting disclaimers on stuff he posts. And everything he posted about vote by mail was absolutely verifiably true. The problem is when they put something, and I will tell you this, the first time I get something like that put on my work, I'm just dropping the platform and I won't be a part of it anymore. Because I refuse to allow socialist, communist Democrats get to be fact checkers. And they get to decide what is true and what's not true. No thanks. No thanks at all. So President Trump is signing an executive order today on social media companies. And the president is threatened to shut down websites that he is accused of stifling conservative voices. Can you imagine? He is capable of doing that, even five and a half months before an election. Can you imagine how the Democrat media will, they will lose their blank. What do you think I was going to say? There's no further details. And of course, they always question, it's unclear, how Trump could follow through on the threat of shutting down privately owned companies, including Twitter, the company declined comment. Well, sure. I mean, they're shutting down gyms. They're shutting down all kinds of things. Look, they would get a judge by the end of the day that would, would flip it. Don't worry about that. I mean, for example, a three-judge panel, U.S. Court of Appeals in Washington, that's um, not unexpected. They upheld the dismissal of a lawsuit by a conservative group uh, who said that Google and Facebook, Twitter, and Apple uh, were conspiring to suppress conservative political views. I don't know why you dismiss something like that. Why don't you let it, let it, let it, when you open up a bottle of wine, what do they say? You let it, like, breathe? Let it breathe. What do you got to shut it down for? If there's nothing there, you, the case won't be proven. If anybody doesn't believe that social media, and they saw how President Trump in 2016, how he mastered it, the man has 75 million followers on Twitter. In a country of 328 million Americans, where not half the country is even registered. So he, he has basically a database of half of registered voters. It's probably more. Because you're talking about his followers are typically of voting age and above. And you take out the numbers of people below that, his 75 million as a percent of the actual electorate is, is huge. How many people out there have a belief that when you write certain things, 
they have a term for it. I, I, I don't know if it's ghost you or what they call it. it. They're really sneaky. If they choose not to pick a fight and and tag one of your things as either false or partly false, and then they put their own link to something that people should go read that's the real truth, according to our fact checkers, their fact checkers suck. And they're typically just spinning truth into their lie, and then you get branded as the liar, and it's all part of Saul Linsky's rules for radicals. They put their stink on you. <laughs> we're going to say, you're telling the truth, but we're going to say you're a liar, and we're going to make ourselves the good guys, the fact checkers, and then we're going to tell a lie with our fact checking. I've never had anything I've ever posted on social media taken down. I've never had a comment from any of the, the companies themselves that something that I've put up is a lie or anything like that. But here's what I know has happened to me. Because I know, I know my footprint. But if I write certain things, I know it. I can't prove it, but I know it. They ghost me. They make very little number of people be able to see it. It's pretty slick. They have these algorithms, and they've got it buttoned down. They're really good at what they do. Make no mistake, my commentary has nothing to do with their level of competence. Their technology is, there's things they can do you don't even you don't even want to know about. You probably wouldn't even be a part of the platform if you knew how invasive their reach is. Incredibly so. But I know this. When I write certain things, they ghost me. And it's like, ha, 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 he wrote something. He thinks a lot of people are seeing it, but they're not because we control that. That's what they can do. Yes, we need we need congressional hearings. We need them under oath. We need them under oath like the tobacco companies. No, we don't. Have, we didn't. We didn't know that smoking tobacco causes cancer. We, we no. We we think it helps with digestion. They should be hauled in, and they should be made to answer. But of course, it's like all good things. It comes to an end. They'll destroy it because what they've done to taint it. But it's just like education. Education could be great, but the goal was politics, Democrat politics, and therefore they destroy it because they are willing, as a good friend of mine once said, they are willing to burn the house down to rule the ashes. We're going to break. We're going to do our breaks a little bit early so that we can get them all in so that we can have 15 minutes uninterrupted with Tommy Hicks to end the hour. This is Hurley in the Morning. Here's Sean Hannity. Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. We learn that this country is great because of the people in this country. All medical workers, doctors, nurses, janitors inside these hospitals are heroes. We learn that those medical manufacturers of all that medical equipment, you know, at a record pace, they're all heroes too. We learn that the farmers, packers, truckers, grocery store clerks, and and guys that stock the shelves daily to feed us, they're heroes. 
We the people. You make it great. The people of this country are, I mean, it's the greatest country God has ever given man. There's just no other way to put it. And I think it should inspire every single American in terms of what we're capable of. The conservative underground meets later today on the Sean Hannity Show. Summer's finally here, ladies and gentlemen, a summer like no other. So in many ways, our friends at Chamonix, they're celebrating you with a sale like no other. Right now, you'll get the classic Genucel that gets rid of bags and puffiness under your eyes. They'll include the jawline treatment, and Chamonix will double your order for free. Now is the time to say goodbye to puffiness, dark spots, crow's feet, Firm up any delicate skin you have around the jawline, neck area, and look your best, guaranteed, or you get your money back. Linda, you love Chamonix. Yeah, I mean, their products are unbelievable. I love them. They go on so smoothly. It's all natural. My skin loves it. It's really easy under makeup. Just a really awesome product and made by a great American company. So it's time for you to emerge strong, confident, and positive and look your best. Go to GenuCell.com or call 800-SKIN-509. Chamonix will double your order for free. And by the way, they'll include their GenuCell immediate effects. You'll get free shipping. Double your order now. GenuCell.com or 800-SKIN-509. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Ladies and gentlemen, the great one, Mark Levin. Thank you, sir. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. It's Tom. How are you? Hey, Tom. Good. Listen, this one, something a little more of a pleasant um, aspect. I know you haven't had the opportunity to, your schedule to see the last episode. I don't know if you've seen the, the first two previous, but the grant was worth waiting for. It. I knew I knew you were going to bring this up. Uh, I, not only have I not seen the last, I haven't seen the first two, but I recorded all three. So I'm going to watch it this weekend. I can't wait. the The scenes that I've seen uh, look fabulous. So it it was it was everything you were hoping for, correct? Oh, it, it was, and, and it gave me uh, a greater appreciation. And and what you know, it was funny because how much the country was really appreciated him until the late 1880s, and how even the influence of the power of, of not the policy of the press and, and politics at the time going against them. But up and through um, that time, Americans were considering the three greatest Americans were Washington, Lincoln, and Grant, you know, and then... Well, you got to figure, if you're the general and you win the Civil War, you're you're not going to pay for a drink the rest of your life. I bring that up for a reason, because written throughout history seems to always be synonymous with Grant that he drank too much. It's my understanding, Tom, but you watched it. I haven't. They make it pretty clear in this uh, miniseries, I think, unless you tell me differently, that alcohol was not the huge problem with Grant that seems to be exaggerated in history. Is there any context you can give us on that? Yeah, and that, that that's true. And then, you know, certain people have a very low tolerance to alcohol and almost an allergic reaction. So there was a time when he was drinking um, not excessively, and he was uh, found to be you know, intoxicated. And they made a big thing about that there. But uh, when you, if you look at it, and I'm sure you'll be able to, to see it, it you, you'll see parallels to what the press says about 
President Trump there and going back into to Grant there. And this was really, uh, he was um, very loyal to his subjects, and they brought out the fact that um, that I was aware of what you just said, uh, which is, you know, the antithesis or, or, you know, the opposite. He ended up totally broke. And, um, you know, he um, wrote his memoirs with severe uh, throat cancer, and he said when he was drinking water, it was like um, drinking hot lead. And then <clears throat> he wrote his memoir so his family would have some money because um, through um, he was swindled and, and his family came broke. And um, he died three days after he finished the memoirs. Wow. And how Samuel, Samuel Clements actually helped him well, publish it because they were going to rip him off. Another publishing house was only going to give him 10% of the profit for all of his work. So, I mean, it, but it showed him making decisions and, and to the war. And it was really a, a great, great thing. And um, Leonardo DiCaprio um, is the executive producer, and they did a great job. Can't wait to see it, Tom. Appreciate it. And and just one other quick funny thing. Yep. When you talk about bass, <clears throat> I was playing um, golf at a local golf course this week, and the way the rules are with golf you know, you go into the smaller courses, you have to have a tee time, and then, you know, everything's closed, the clubhouses are all closed, and then um, you could be out there for, for 10 minutes, so you sit in your car, and there was a guy um, finishing the um, the course, and you only have to wear your mask up through the first tee. Anyway, he had a surgical mask, when he was done, um, he had a hole in it, and he cut a hole in it, and was walking around the the property with a cigar in the mouth. Oh. So it was great. I, I just wish I'd have my phone to take the picture. That's but, funny. You know, yeah, effective mask. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, good luck with everything, and um, um, it was interesting to hear commentary this morning there. It was, was really great there. And, um, stay healthy, my friend. You too, Tom. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Talk to you soon. See ya. Excellent. Thank you, Tom. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. No, Malice. Bringing it home, reporting from the streets of Atlantic City, uh, the Group 360 Black Community Roundtable. And I've been my whole life involved in this. And here's what it is. Tip uh, O'Neill brought it. Uh, all politics are local. And in saying that, the opposite group with the Galloways, I spoke one of them yesterday uh, in the building. They've been bringing people meals. And I said, these Negroes only share about themselves. People are losing their home. They're all this problem, and they're living out of town everywhere. Now, the next person is going to say, oh, he has the right to do what he wants to. Here's what I'm talking about, not the right to do what he wants to. Undo political uh, control. Oh, by the way, I want, to get, I want to get this straight, though. You're complaining, it sounds, about the Callaways because they were bringing meals to people? I'm, I'm trying to figure out... What's the complaint? No, no, undue control, criminal, thug, undue uh, pressure on the people, uh, causing a nuisance. Now, why can I say that? Maybe you might not agree with it. We are here, they're supposed to be taking people and disabled. I have legal standard of medical, and it's causing, because of this politics, some people dying. They're losing their home. There is a law that covers that. It is called also a conflict of interest. And there's numerous conflict of interest, and the one is pecuniary. And in saying that, I, have, I want to make it clear of this. And when we're talking, you know, why we're excited, why you bother? It's different if we say you're working for the government or whatever. That's no malice against that. But if you have this conflict, 
that caused people, uh, that some people lost their apartments because of conflict. The apartment manager would not stop crazy people. And some of those are them a female. They don't want to dig in the real trouble. So these are the conflicts that hurt people, not a talking print on radio. And those people had the first legal standing. And in, in his final statement, the lawyers, and I've seen it to them, is people versus superior court, that's federal and civil, if it causes a nuisance. And a nuisance that causes harm. And the final statement, real malice, Harry. Oh, you said the final statement. Now it's another final statement. Willie, you said the final statement. Let's end it there. Uh, that's a good trick, though. You say the final statement, but then you say the real final statement. Willie, my head hurts right now. I know you spoke a lot of words. I, I, it's almost like Slip Mahoney and the Bowery Boys meets uh, Tim Matheson playing Otter on Animal House. Gentlemen, we go! I mean, I don't even know what to say to this. I, 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 Will, you, you covered Callaway bringing food is some terrible thing, and and then the, the people are going to get put out of their their homes. But I don't understand the context of what, how, and what was. I, I mean, my head hurts right now. Seriously, ouch. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, boss. Hey. Uh, I got to bookend Willie again. I really can't follow. I, I just maybe my brain's slow or something, but I can't follow the conversation there. I I, I just don't know. Sorry, Willie. Yeah, you're, you're not alone. Listen, uh, what you said about Biden, uh, you had made mention on yesterday's show, and then again today about the comment about uh, the African American people. If you're black and you vote for Trump, you're not black. Yeah. I mean that that's that's just insane stuff right there. Okay. Throw that out. That's just, I don't even know where that came from. Anyway, but he did it two other times, sorry. MSNBC and a CNN interview, he did the same thing that he did before. Uh, uh, he was talking about something, and I was talking to the people, and, uh, and on that, well, who, who you talk to? Uh, uh, well, because it was the people, the people, the doctors, uh, I don't know. And they actually, the softball guy on CNN actually went to a commercial break for him so he can gather his thoughts. You know what I mean? He couldn't, he couldn't finish his thought on both interviews back to back. And that's after he said that comment about blacks that vote for Trump weren't black. Yeah, this is cruel what's going on. They're, they're pretending like nothing is wrong, that everything is fine, everything is right. And this is just, this is as rotten as it gets. And, of course, they're taking full advantage of the pandemic to hide the guy. He does these strategic uh, interviews. He did one with um, somebody from CNN, and she didn't ask, of course, about Tara Reid. This guy doesn't have to answer anything. He just gets to charge on whatever he wants to do. And when he makes no sense, they just smile and they act like it's normal or, all oh, that's just Joe, and they act like it's a joke. I mean, this is um, – I, I have to believe – he is. He seems to be deteriorating at a very, very fast pace. So I don't know what the next five, six months are going to bring, but I have to believe that the closer we get to the election, the, the worse he's going to be. I don't think he's even going to stay where he is now because where he is now is so – he has digressed so much from where he was six months ago before that. So it remains to be seen if at any point the American people, I, I guess it's one of these things, Matt, where if you want Trump out, 
you have to ignore that Joe Biden is not there. And we're going to see him with face mask covering his face and the sunglasses, darkest, darkest sunglasses you can find because he can't appear because he has that stare. Everybody out there knows what I'm talking about. There's a certain thing that happens when people fail and they lose all just vitality. The eyes take on uh, almost a sunken into your skull feature and they have an absent look to them like you're not really there. This is what's going on and the media is pretending that everything is fine. It's sad. It's tragic. I I just ask you this: if 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 that was one of your family members, this is this is what I really blame. If if he was if he was my uncle or my brother or my dad, even whatever, I I, I I'd have to have a talk with him. I, I wouldn't want to put him through this. Well, look, I mean, to his credit, Barack Obama said, "Joe, you don't have to do this." He knew. He knew what was going on don't forget he knew and he said it and everybody's forgetting that and they're all circling the wagons and they're they're going to try to be surrogates are going to try to be the candidate and matt i don't want to break your heart it might work they might get away with it i'm expecting that it won't work because there has to be at least one hopefully two debates uh but you never know though he could have a sharp night People that are failing uh, have moments where he had one with Bernie Sanders. Uh, you would almost not even think there was any issue with Joe Biden. He had a very coherent, good night. It wasn't great, but it was it was good. And it was solid. And it was not unsteady and shaky like he's been. I've got to get the brakes in, Matt, so I've got to go. Have a good day. Uh, 609-407-1450. An open phone line as early in the morning continues. The WPG Talk Radio app is everything South Jersey. Local news and information updated around the clock from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Breaking news push notifications just for South Jersey. Easily call and listen to all your favorite WPG Talk shows and more. Download the WPG Talk Radio app for your phone, tablet, Apple CarPlay, and Android Auto today at WPGTalkRadio.com. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. To your calls right after this important announcement. Emergency food distribution. This is for unemployed hospitality, industry workers, and Atlantic City residents. It's taking place today from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Bader Field. The last time I helped to publicize something like this, and I, I have nothing, I'm not saying because I publicized it, it's, it's, not even, it's not even true, but when I talked about it, I had photos that were sent to me. This was three or four hours before it was even opening, and there were people already waiting. I guarantee you that there's already people in line right now at 33 minutes past 7 for something that's opening up at 10 a.m. The Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Harris Resort, and then future distributions will welcome the remaining casinos on a rotating basis. Uh, You can pre-register at the Community Food Bank of New Jersey uh, website and there's one allocation of food items 
per household if you're carpooling each household must present hospitality industry id or atlantic city proof of residence along with confirmation of registration at check-in so you do need to check in they have an ac covid section on the community food bank of new jersey website so you can do all that right there and also uh, making it possible for them to put together the amount of food that you can imagine they're going to be distributing today over those four hours uh, it's quite quite incredible the casino reinvestment development authority unite here local 54 resorts casino hotel new jersey afl cio jim allen who's a former colleague of mine a great guy jingolia mars family they're amazing and uh caesar's cares foundation they also do a fabulous job they've been very generous to the uh Hurley in the Morning Charity, as has Resorts Casino Hotel. All right, 35 minutes past the hour. To your calls we go. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. You know, Harry, uh, before uh, you put Willie on, you should play a montage of Joe Biden's statements, and then that would make uh, Willie sound like uh, William B. Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. That's funny. Okay. Yeah, if you if you think you can't understand Willie, uh, that's not true. Listen to Joe Biden, then you know the difference between someone you can't understand what they're saying. How how I want to ask you the over under. Could it be that it will go through November third, and this will just be the biggest scam ever perpetrated on the American people, and people that are attuned will know it, and either they hate Trump so much they they just don't care. And some people so clueless that they don't know. Could this could this hoax? I mean, we had a Russia hoax for three and a half years. I I I know I get people when I'm out and about that say, Harry, you can't possibly believe that that this is going to go on for the entire campaign and that he'll just get away with it. I said I absolutely believe that it's possible. Uh, I, it, now, of course, it could get so bad that he's right now unable to complete a sentence maybe he just will do something that is so undeniable that this this misery will will end but do you think it's possible what's the over under that this could actually go through the election and that biden's declination could be concealed well uh, first let me say that the that the obama presidency was the modern day telling of the emperor's new clothes and you're seeing that with the biden campaign it's the story of the emperor's new clothes excuse me Mm -hmm. and look at look at the women who have come out publicly and said they believe tara reed but they're still going to vote for Joe Biden. Correct. Or the the CNN, the very carefully, this is going to be a candidate that would, they will handpick who can interview him. And you know there's going to be a whole lot of home cooking going on. Uh, whoever it was, Dana Bash or whoever it was that interviewed him uh, yesterday, they know not to ask him about Tara Reid. Uh, I heard about an interview, I guess it was Matt, that said there was an interview and he was so confused that the host took it over for him, and then went to break and and covered for him, uh, they're going to be helping this guy out every which way. Of course. So 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 you have the women defending Biden, yes. even though they believe Tara Reid. And, and, and by the way, Andy, because I know you follow these little nuances, it's so bad right now that Alyssa Milano 
took off hashtag me too from her own profile how about that yeah 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 well and now you and now you have a black community black leaders who didn't like what biden said but they're still going to vote for him uh harry i i you and i have this problem the same problem is that we are rational people we we have common sense and because of that we cannot wrap our brains around what's happening and think that Biden could possibly make it to the finish line. We, we can't imagine this happening because we don't think the way they do, but you have to think the way they do to understand them. You have to, you have to understand how, how the left thinks. I, you know, you look at this man and you know, uh, if you've known anyone who, who has dementia, one of the one of the signs of the dementia is the angry outbursts okay and and i think a lot of that has to do with their own frustration with themselves because they know they're losing it and and he has that going on big time yes and it's if you and that, and that's with everything going his way think about that they they cushy take care of him imagine imagine joe biden in his fragile state if he was treated the way that President Trump is treated. Exactly. And as 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 the pressure mounts, as we get closer to the election, um, if he's ever put in a situation where he has to answer a tough question, he's going to flip out. Remember Henry Fonda's character in on Golden Pond, uh, how he used to lash out at the little boy and all of that? Remember what Catherine Hepburn said to the boy, He's not yelling at you. He's yelling at life. He's like an old lion. He has to remind himself that he can still roar. And Biden is Biden. You see how he has treated his own constituents on when he was out on the campaign trail. As soon as he as soon as he's challenged at all, he flips out. And I really think at some point he's going to do something that's just so egregious. He's going to say the wrong thing to the wrong person. It'll be something he says to a black person or a woman or a gay person, some, one of the protected groups that is just going to destroy him. Well, you mean like what he said to Charlemagne the God when he, when he said, ah, oh, come on, man, if you don't know if you're supporting Trump or me, you ain't black. You mean something like that, Andy? Uh, th- this, this, is, this is going to be incredible to watch unfold. It's going to be absolutely fantastical. Andy, I promised we were going to get a second call in, so I've got to jump. Good good stuff as always. You're on it. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Well, I won't take anywhere that amount of time respectfully. I just think that they're going to be using an ear device. Today's ear ear devices are so tiny you can't even detect them but but here's what you can detect though and i don't discount that i think you may be onto something and i actually thought about that that's a very astute observation on your part however in his confused state you will see gestures that he will do he might even put his hand to his ear he he will be confused by it so keep in mind when someone's confused just because you're telling them what to say doesn't mean it's going to go smooth i say if they ever tried anything like an earpiece he would be caught it would be exposed 
Don't you think in the last debate that he was working for the NRP? People said that. I, I, I wasn't able to say for sure. I, I thought something looked a little funny. Uh, people did say that, and I wouldn't be surprised. And maybe that's why he had a great night, or maybe it's not true and he just had a good night. Uh, but you're, you're, you're on to something that is so sad that we shouldn't even be able to talk about it. But I can't dismiss the thought that what you're saying, it's possible that it could happen or that I they could try it. more sad is the party, it's that, the, the criminal Democrat Party itself. The, the fact that they would put this person in and everyone that went against him is going to fall in line, even including Bernie. You know, Bernie fought tooth and nail to the convention, and some say he was he was even in a fight and came out with a black eye. Uh, it, it was noticeable. How could Bernie this time have just completely ducked I know. and not said, it's "Are not, you serious that you're going to put a guy with dementia?" And that's why they're all fighting for the VP position. Cause and that, they want, oh, of course. I mean, if you're the VP, you feel you're going to be the president. Oh, you, there's no doubt. Yeah. That, that, and the other thing is, you can't discount or overstate how much they hate Trump. They hate Trump so much. They want him out so bad that they are willing to endure this charade. They think they have a resume and a story and they can bring Obama back and they're packaging uh, something that is completely wrong and hoping that they can scam enough of the American people to pull it off. I've got to go to the break now because we have the co-chairman of the Republican National Committee, Tommy Hicks. He's going to be joining us during this break. So let me go, and you and I will talk again. Excellent call, excellent observations all the way around. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and WPGTalkRadio.com. For the latest coronavirus news, open the WPG Talk Radio app. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much, and it's my pleasure to welcome back Tommy Hicks. He's doing a great job, and oh my gosh, is this next five and a half months the most important five and a half months of your lifetime because it's it's beyond the moral imperative. We have to keep President Trump in office. Just look around what the other side would do. Given, given any additional power, look what they would do. They want to stay shut down. We want to open. I mean, everything is bizarre world. Tommy Hicks, co-chairman, Republican National Committee. Welcome back, sir. How are you? Harry, thanks for having me back on. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Oh, I'm very well, sir. And let's and stay safe and healthy, you and your family, and keep doing the great job you're doing, uh, Mr. Chairman. In terms of this project, protect the vote that the Republican National Committee is doing. When we see, this is no longer anecdotal, as you know, Tommy. We see thousands and thousands of illegals who are registered voters. We see these schemes with be using the pandemic to be able to be vote by mail for the whole state. Hey, we're not going to know who the president is for a week because there's going to be all this stuff going on and people that can vote late and wrong. And I mean, I, I can't believe my eyes. I can't believe my ears, Tommy. Yeah, it's it's really important that we protect everybody's legal right to vote. And what they've done, this top-down approach for national uh, mail-in uh, effort is ripe for fraud. I mean, that would be sending live ballots to people who've moved, to people who have passed away, frankly. Yeah. And so it's just totally ripe for fraud. 
Big time. I mean, we have it now. We're, we're a vote-by-mail state until further notice. There were local elections where it was used in New Jersey. We have um, the uh, July 7th primary, all vote-by-mail. I have a sneaky suspicion they're going to say, well, we just don't know what things will be like, and, and some people won't feel safe. So we're going to be all vote-by-mail. I'm predicting it here and now. Uh, that will be all vote by mail for the November 3rd general election. And I agree with everything you said. We saw a number of House seats in the 2016 election cycle where Republicans won. But, oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. We got all these vote by mail ballots. And disproportionately, they just seem to go to Democrats. I saw a, um area in Illinois where they have 6,000 more registered voters than they have people. Not registered, not even voters. I'm talking about 6,000 more registered voters than there are total number of people in that community. And we know only about half the people even bother to register to vote. So these, I, I've been saying it, Tommy, all along, President Trump needs to win by a mile in order to win this thing because they are pulling out all the stops, or at least they're trying to, aren't they? Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned Protect the Vote. We have a website called protectthevote.com, which goes state by state into all the litigation that we are uh, actively involved in to make sure that we protect your vote. And, yes, where does it end on their end? And we do have to win by a mile, and we're going to win by a mile. Under, under this virtual campaign, we've expanded the number of people in our Trump grassroots army to over 1.2 million people. We've made 30 million phone calls to reach out to voters. And so there's a lot of enthusiasm here. And when he wins big, we're going to take back the House and we're going to keep the Senate. And that's going to put us on a glide path of glory for the rest of our century. Do you feel good? I mean, we've been our whole lifetime and for hundreds of years, we, we've been able to know typically. I mean, we had Bush v. Gore in 2000, and that seems to be the demarcation line that we just don't have finality. I think Richard Nixon won the election of 1960, but he said, I'm not going to put the country through it. Gerald Ford lost a very close election with Bob Dole uh, to Jimmy Carter in 76. He wasn't going to put the country through it. We accepted uh, in days gone by the results of the election. Democrats don't accept the results of elections anymore, Tommy, unless they win. Right, and and they can they continue to put politics over the American people, and it's at least they're consistent, you know. And and you brought up Bush v. Gore. That reminds you that every single vote does matter. We won by five hundred thirty-seven votes, and that was the election. It's true. And they litigated that well through. So we we got to fight. We're visiting with Tommy Hicks, co-chairman, Republican National Committee. Uh, I suspect, and a lot of our listeners do as well, and I think a lot of other people with uh, both eyes and both ears wide open suspect that the Democratic presumptive nominee is there's maybe some people say I can't put my finger on it but there's something a bit just off there Uh, the the candidate seems unsteady doesn't seem to be able to conjugate a verb finish a sentence a lot a lot of shakiness going on crazy comments like the thing he said uh, to the um, breakfast club host the Charlemagne the God guy uh, about if you, if you don't support him, you ain't black, and th- this kind of stuff. Um, he seems like a really shaky candidate, Tommy. Well, yeah, he, he is, and Joe Biden is wrong for America. And, and by the way, he's embraced every single one of Bernie Sanders' far-left, uh, big-government, radical socialist policies, whether it's open borders, raising taxes on the middle class, 
uh, Green New Deal or nationalizing health care, he's out of touch with the American people. So we, we're going to have a clear choice on November 3rd. What do you think it is, Tommy, about, I mean, if it isn't this, it sure seems like it's this, Democrat states want to stay closed, maybe forever, at least through November 3rd, I guess. Uh, Republican states want to open. Of course, uh, it's not true, but for five minutes, uh, hydroxychloroquine is uh, very good if you're Republican. It's poison if you're a Democrat, even though it's been FDA approved for 65 plus years. I mean, there's not a darn thing left that's not political. How, how can, whether reopening your state or, or not, or what you can open and when you can open it, how, how did everything turn political? Well, I, I, you're, you're right. It has, everything has turned political, and it's, it's shameful, especially in a time like this where you've got tens of millions of people who've lost their jobs because of this virus. But I think it's really important to note that this president has remained a leader and has not been partisan th- through leading us as a country through this crisis. True. He's, we worked on, he's slowed the spread. He's, safe, he's got the three-phase plan to, that, which empowers governors to reopen their economies safely. They know what's best for their states. And eventually, uh, we're, we will come back. Our economy will come back. The virus has already started to slow, and we'll be prepared when and if there are hot spots because of what this this administration's done. Tommy, I'd like to comment on that and and to to further additional comments from you on it. There is that's not just the well he's the he's the co-chairman of the Republican National Committee of Harry. Of course he's got to say that the president has been nonpartisan. He's helped everybody. I ask everyone to dispute what I'm about to say and then I want to get your comment Tommy Hicks. What the president did with New York State, the way he has worked with Governor Cuomo, the way he continues to work with Governor Cuomo as recently as yesterday with the infrastructure meeting that they had. Cuomo wanted uh, a, a warship turned medical ship turned medical ship hospital. Got it with the U.S. Uh, comfort. He wanted the Javits Center to be a hospital. He got it. He got all the PPE he needed. He got all the ventilators he needed. They got everything that they needed. I think you'll agree with me, even though the president hails from uh, the the great city of New York City, about zero chance that he will win the state of New York and its precious, whatever it is, 56 or precious number of, of electoral votes. And so he couldn't have been doing any of that to benefit himself for the campaign if he was being strategic and purely political which you know that i used to work for him i know better he does the right thing the the time and effort that he has spent with new york new jersey pennsylvania michigan other democrat governors he's not picking states that he thinks i can win or can't win or picking winners and losers he's helping where the need is and i think anybody that's being objective has to admit that that is the way that he has pursued this entire coronavirus doing the right thing and remember at every turn they said oh no you'll never be able to get enough ventilators of course he did oh there won't be enough critical care units and and there won't be enough this you could never get the 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 warship turned into a hospital within that deadline and they turned it in as you know like two weeks early uh to new york harbor and so his record on this is not only defendable it's applaudable. Yes, and you're seeing these governors, uh, whether it's Cuomo or Newsom or 
uh, even Whitmer, uh, praise him both publicly and behind closed doors. Uh, and you you know as well as I do, the, pres- the president gen- genuinely cares about people, and 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 he's taken it really, <laughs> very seriously. He wakes up every single day, at, and he said it himself: one death is is way too many. And we've had you know a really tough time with this, but the president cares about people. He wants to make sure the American people are safe, and he does not play politics during uh, a crisis like this. And the the evidence defends that all the way, proves it all the way, because he has, he has helped the state. He has no chance to win more than any state in the Union in terms of New York, and you could almost say uh, the same in New Jersey. Uh, as much as I would love President Trump to win our state, no, no Republican has won our state since George H.W. Bush the first time he ran. Uh, so the, these are the realities in terms of the electoral uh, blueness of the state, but that did not stop the president from assigning a lot of his time, effort, federal assets, giving what do you need and making it happen. So that record is is extremely consistent. For those who don't know exactly what this protect the vote is, and and I remind you what Tommy shared a little while ago in our interview that there's a website protectthevote.com other than supporting a great candidate for re-election I think this protecting the vote is the most important thing because we don't want to get in the business of needing two votes to make up for every cheat that they do. I mean, this this is a math that could become very problematic if if they get away with what they're trying to do. And as you know, Democrats are pretty uh, infamous for not letting a crisis go to waste, and they are taking full advantage of this one. You can just tell from the electoral perspective. We're going to have millions and millions of ballots that are going to be in mail bins and apartment complexes and mail rooms. You know what this is going to look like, Tommy. And, and college dorms where people have moved uh, yeah. after finishing a semester. But it's simple. Here's what the Democrats they want. They want to mail ballots to every single voter on the rolls, including inactive voters and voters who have moved. Yeah. And that's, that doesn't work. And what we want is allowing voters and states to decide what's best for them, not the federal government. And and, that, and this website is a really effective tool to go around and, and study exactly what we're doing to help make sure that your vote does count and is not canceled out. Tommy, it's great to visit with you. Thank you for the great work you're doing as co-chairman of the Republican National Committee. And I look forward to our next visit. Be well. Harry, Harry thank you. Be well. You too, sir. Thank you very much. Tommy Hicks, co-chairman. Republican National Committee. When we come back, John Zarek, Esquire, joins the program. Coming up in the fourth quarter, this is almost, I mean, it's amazing what's going on in real estate. Wait until you hear what we're going to be updating you on in the fourth quarter with Joe Daly. I mean, she is booming right now. Who would believe it? And I mentioned to you, I think it was uh, two or three days ago, how is it even possible during a pandemic? Uh, I get an email every month, and in the last 30 days, the Ponderosa has increased in value by $6,097. How's that happen in this environment? 5.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. John Zarek standing still burn in Minneapolis. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. 
Protesters out again, angry over the death of a black man Monday, while an officer was seen on video kneeling on his neck. Some set fires, some damaged property. Police used tear gas. Stores were looted. There were people just tearing out television. They were stacking them on top of their cars. Karen Scullin with Fox 9 TV outside a Target. It literally looked like people were simply shopping, and then they would come out with carts full of uh, goods from inside the store like it was no big deal. This went on for a very long time. No police anywhere. At a pawn shop, the owner reportedly shot and killed someone. Minneapolis's mayor is calling for calm, tweeting early this morning, we cannot let tragedy beget more tragedy. The number of coronavirus deaths in the U.S. now tops 100,000, prompting Joe Biden to put out a video. It's made all the worse by knowing that this is a fateful milestone we should have never reached. We could have been avoided. The president's Democratic challengers have long been critical of the Trump response as being too slow, especially on tests. The president has said his travel ban on China that Biden denounced saved lives early. The president today will sign an executive order to roll back legal protections for social media sites. Two days after Twitter fact-checked two of his tweets, which he claimed was part of an effort to silence conservatives. Now, those tweets were about his claims that voting by mail will lead to widespread fraud, and he'll like what happened in Texas. Fox's Evan Brown explains live. Yeah, Dave, the Texas Supreme Court now says that not every Texan is entitled to vote by mail. There had been a challenge to Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who said Texas law only allows for mail-in ballots to people with disabilities or the elderly, and that while someone sick with COVID would qualify as disabled, someone fearful of getting COVID would not. The lower court ruled that it was wrong, but now the state's highest court says Paxton was correct, Dave. America's listening to Fox News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-858-1199. 800-858-1199. 800-858-1199. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. A bit sticky out there today with moderate to high humidity and high temperatures for South Jersey, reaching for about 74 degrees. Patchy morning fog, then lots of cloud cover, a chance for a shower at some point, and a moderate risk of rip currents along the Jersey Shore. Cloudy tonight with some fog, low of 68, pretty muggy, and tomorrow will be steamy, high of 79, mostly cloudy, with a few thunderstorms too. One more round of rain early Saturday, then flipping to sunshine with falling humidity, still warm Saturday at 80 degrees. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. 
Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is four minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning and thanks for tuning in for John Zarek. John Zarek is the official and exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense legal matters for the Hurley in the Morning program. The law offices of John Zarek presents Smart Law with John Zarek and to reach John and his uh, fantastic team at the law offices of John Zarek. Simply dial 609-641-2266. If you're dealing with a a situation, please give John a call. 609-641-2266. I was thinking about John. I wrote a column uh, earlier this week, and I talked about all the things that are going on right now. People that are depressed, suicide, suicidal thoughts, uh, financial ruination, I mean, all kinds of unhappy things. And we're looking at numbers in terms of um, people being unwell right now that in a report I read, solely based on the pandemic, reaching something like more than 30% of the population. So like one out of every three people you see is either clinically depressed, distraught, financially ruined five minutes from being ruined it's a um and then and then simultaneously some people are doing very very well uh it's really um quite amazing it's it's a mixed bag all the way around john welcome to your program good morning good morning harry uh yeah it's a difficult time there's no question about it i mean there's certain rules i think certain uh guidelines that we can employ that are likely to make things better. No one has a guarantee that any particular course of action is going to solve all the problems. But, um, I mean, I think you'll, I think you'll recall in uh, 92, 93, uh, the, written about by uh, Donald Trump and the art of the comeback, right? He was buried. Yep. He wrote Art of the Deal, which was a tremendous bestseller, and then I vividly remember when you're talking about, that's when we were, you and I both having hang time with the president, Art of the Comeback. Yes, take it back. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was, he was, uh, he went through a, a time when he was buried in debt. I mean, absolutely buried in debt, couldn't make a deal, and... uh in fact, he describes how he got into that, and it's very, very good. It, there's a, uh, and this is, I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, whatever, he, at a time when he wasn't running for president a good while ago, he, uh, there's a, there's a, a YouTube that says, uh, Donald Trump top 10 business advice tips or something like that. It's top 10. There's, there are people that put together these top five, top ten things. And this compilation is, is really good. It's videos of him uh, speaking to people or could be audio. And, he, and one thing he uh, talks about is when he said now in the early 90s, and people say he's arrogant and he has some flair to him, there's no question, but... Yeah, this is this is one of the items. He he says, you know, in the early nineties said there's he said, take care of the details yourself. Make sure that the important details or the key details, timing wise, are taken care of by you. Don't 
leave it to someone else. And, and of course, that's exactly what most people want to do. They want to get 95% there, and the tension builds, and it's, it's awkward. And, of course, they have competing entertainment, perhaps, out there. And they leave it to others to wrap things up. And, of course, what happens is it uh, very often comes apart. Uh, because they didn't hang in there. So he did something like that. He was in the in the 90s, early 90s. He was, um, you know, things were getting rough, but he had a massive deal that would have made everything okay and um, solved the problem. And he had um, a closing, and he worked and worked and worked day and night, and then... Uh, he said, you know, but at that time, he said, well, I was dating all these models and I was, um, uh, and everyone was saying what a genius I was. And he said, uh, he said, and I had plenty of money and everything I touched turned to gold. And he said, and I was foolish enough to believe it, which is pretty interesting. I wish they'd play that. <laughs> I wish they would play that more. He said, and I was foolish enough to actually believe this stuff, right? So, uh, you know, I'm going to Broadway shows and I'm dating these models and really not working as hard as I normally worked because after all, he had it made. And he said, what happened was this major closing would have stopped everything. He was there. He got it 95% done. But he had uh, a date. He said some dazzling woman and um, and a Broadway show, an opening or something like that. And he said, "I just said, okay, I got this wrapped up. You guys just finish up. Just a few de little details. You finish up, and I'll talk to you." Well, they didn't get the job done, and he said because that deal didn't go, that was the beginning of the end. He was. You know, that deal didn't go, that buried him in debt, and there was more debt and more debt and more problems, and he was completely underwater, you know. So it's very important, especially in these times, uh, a couple things are important from that lesson. In these times, get the job done and make sure, you don't have to do every bit of it, but you have to be there. You know, you have to be on top of it. And you have to check and recheck. And you, you really can't, you can trust everyone to an extent, but you have to close the deal yourself. You know, you have to make sure that those crucial details that your financial livelihood and professional livelihood depends on are taken care of. And uh, John, isn't that great advice? I mean, coming from someone who typically worked that way, relentlessly so but was um, honest to admit that he let a few things slip. And it goes to show you that even that's a, such a sobering comment that even if you take care of 95%, if you don't see the, follow, the, the finish line through, you're going to get nipped at the finish line. You're either going to lose out to someone else or the thing's going to fall apart. And that's a, um, that's a great lesson, isn't it, John? A really good lesson, and, and really a good lesson. Um, you know, he's criticized for 
being arrogant and so forth, uh, egotistical. But he's very, you know, look that up. Anybody who's here, it's top 10 business advice tips from Donald Trump. And it's put together long ago, probably put together before the presidential campaign, or maybe during, but, you know, it, it, it wasn't put out by the campaign. It was put, put out by uh, just a private guy who does these top tens, this and that, and I guess makes a little, makes a little money from advertising on them. Uh, so he, he, he did that. And then, he, you know, another uh, aspect of this is that he was buried. You know, the deal didn't go. That led to big trouble and more trouble, and he really was buried in debt. I mean, he was underwater, real underwater. Of course, New York City was was in you know in bad, bad, bad shape. Atlantic City got, got into very bad shape. So he was he had a struggle, and he said, "Welcome that, you know, welcome those circumstances, because that's." where you really find what you're made of you know that's where you find anyone can anyone can handle good times but times like we're having now it's important that we you know this is a test i mean it's a test for a lot of people that this is where you find out whether you have what it takes to survive real trouble i mean normal ups and downs of business are one thing but you know, do you have what it takes to survive real trouble? And there are a lot of people out there that on paper should go broke. They should lose their businesses. They should uh, go bankrupt. They should be finished uh, the end of their career, but they won't. And the reason they won't is because they'll face this head on and they'll struggle and scrape and, come up with alternatives and set goals and you know you can't you can't control a situation like that all you can do um and we have this situation in trials a lot a lot where we have evidence that is it may not be true but it sure looks true and it's overwhelming sometimes and there seems to be no way out but there's always a better response and a worse response to any situation you know and so if we have a situation where we say, well, what, what I often do is get the p- people together and say, okay, if we win this case, well, boss, we're not going to win this case, you know. Well, but if we win this case, how are we going to win it? What's the, play, what's the scenario? How's it going to play out that we win the case that we hear not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty? How is that going to happen? And very often when you start thinking about and discussing those scenarios, which seem sort of outlandish at the time uh, in, in the face of reality, you start to get a wedge in the oppressive set of facts and circumstances that you're facing, and that wedge gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and very often will result in hearing those very good words for defense lawyers. Not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. <laughs> right. John, hold it right there. We'll be right back. 16 minutes past the hour. The Law Offices of John Zarek presents Smart Law with John Zarek and for all of your criminal defense needs. Part of what I left out in my opening uh 
preamble there before bringing John on, the, the column that I wrote at WPGTalkRadio.com, I put about all these things that are going on right now. Uh, also, divorce. Also, high concentration, high volume of domestic violence. These are all the things that were in that column. You can check it out, WPGTalkRadio.com. Back with John Zarek. Smart Law with John Zarek continues for all of your criminal defense legal needs. 609 641 2266-609-641-2266. We're back in two and a half minutes with John Zarek and yours truly. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. 